0: Hello, friends. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow coming to you late Friday night following the Dallas Mavericks, getting the absolute shit kicked out of them by the Denver Nuggets. 106 to 75. Josh, what's going on? Uh
1: I think there was an omen you told me before tip off like an hour where you were like, Hey, do you want to just take this night off? <laughs> you were like, <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's fine. Baby's asleep. Megan's going to sleep early you know i'm not doing anything uh, but why not save it for another time but uh maybe i should have heeded your advice Uh because oh god that was uh a sum of all fears game from what we've been kind of thinking about for the last week right
0: i mean it's more it's way more than the last week Um, (laughs) um, I'm, i'm just i'm just gonna be honest like my natural fandom state is to not be buoyant i am just sort of like the criticisms of me as a person about kirk you're just kind of negative when it comes to the the mavericks are accurate part of why that's the case is because i'm fucking right a lot more than i'm wrong and so are you because we use (laughs) things like history and facts and not hopes and fairy dust and so when the mavericks went from one of the best tactical coaches in the NBA to a coach who was out of the league for a year because he fucking sucked so bad, we end up with what we've seen the past few games paired with an owner who refuses to make changes and a front office that got put in the position to fail because they didn't fire their GM after he walked out on the 2020 draft. This is a game which exposes every single problem that the Mavericks have and exacerbates it are they as bad as they look tonight no no they're not they're playing on the second end of a back-to-back Porzingis is out with a boo-boo um (laughs) you know there's a lot of factors working against them but you cannot as a team team effort so we're talking owner down to Josh Green's shitty jump passes cannot this is unacceptable basketball like they played two national television games and lost by an average an average I want to say of 24 and a half points
1: I think um this is why I didn't care about the last three wins um like I don't know how it's it, it makes it feel like it makes me sound like I'm 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 just really hateful but like we're at the point where Barely scraping by against three bad teams isn't impressive anymore. Like this team's been to the playoffs twice. Uh, Luka Doncic has firmly established himself as one of the best players in the NBA. Like we're way past this. Like pat on the back. Ah, uh, you found a way to win against the team against teams that might not even win. You know, twenty five or twenty eight games. Like that's not like I don't understand. There are that.
0: times for that. There are what? times for it. If it's the middle of February on the fourth night or fourth game in seven nights, you backpack, but not at the start of the season. Yeah.
1: It's, it's really. The real
0: thing to remember, Josh, is that we're the problem. Us, the ungrateful (laughs) fans, not the people who don't constantly tell the Mavs about how good they are. Just remember internal development can happen. We need to be more grateful.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think this is really funny. I mean, it might be too early to be saying some thi- some of the, some of these things that I'm thinking right now, but it is hilarious. <laughs> like Luca Doncha, like everyone wanted Rick Carlisle fired, and all the players went to him, including Luca, and were like, "Hey, we're tired of this at- grumpy <laughs> asshole coaching our team. We get the good fun times, kumbaya, and this is what. And every this looks awful. I mean, they're three and two, but they look." They should be zero and five if they played three somewhat better teams in those three games. I mean, they look terrible against the two playoff teams, and it's just really funny to me that we got a whole summer of like, I'm so glad Rick Carl's gone, and then people, people that would get mad at me for criticize when I would whenever I would criticize Carlisle in the previous eleven years, and then would come back and then came back a week later after i fired and it's all of a sudden telling all these stories about oh how much uh how much they hated rick and how much of an asshole he was and how glad he's gone now that he's gone like dropping all this gossip and and, and about how mm-hmm. much he sucked and which he like, might have like and he clearly yeah, did not like, did. but, it's
0: but just, how much does that stuff matter when you're getting the shit kicked out of you on national television
1: Man, like this is what Luca wanted he wanted yeah. he he wanted this and i know people are going to be like oh well this is cuban's hire you know look at luca luca,
0: I, luca gotta say folks yeah,
1: <laughs> he definitely did and that's man that's I mean, my uh, challenge
0: it, and i was thinking about this because i don't yeah. even think i watched the fourth quarter because i can't watch Bulbul dunk all over josh green and embarrass moses brown i just couldn't even do it my challenge when thinking about how to structure my frustrations is i don't know where to put the the, 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 not the blame is, is a little bit strong reward here. Cause again, it's game five. I just hate getting embarrassed, but I, I look at this and it all comes back to my constant criticism that Mark Cuban is simply too involved. And it goes back years. And, you know, Mark Stein once asked me on a green room, well, what would you do? And what like that kind of question really makes me mad because I am not that kind of expert. I don't get paid for this, but some people on the Mavericks do, and there's not been accountability for years so right now, I'm currently raging at the combination of the the coach who is not the right coach. I just feel pretty confident in that, but at the same time, he has been stuck with a roster that has two players capable of making dribbling and passing decisions 2 Jalen Brunson, Luka Doncic. And when you think about it like that, and we've talked about this, maybe not in this harsh terms, but that's the gist. It makes everything else feel so much worse because I was thinking in the first half that like, I get really mad at Dorian, but Dorian has been asked to do stuff that is simply not like, like what is he doing putting positions to do like floaters and take some of the shots that he's taking? Like what like what is happening? Like Dwight Powell is not a great <laughs> basketball player, but he tries so hard and they keep putting him out there. Playing Dwight Powell against the MVP as the the, the last year's MVP and Nikola Jokic as the as the only big is organizational malpractice. Like what? What are we doing?
1: <laughs> and I think Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dorian Finney-Smith are going to send Dwight Powell a, a nice fruit basket uh, after this game. Terrible, because holy crap! How much of the heat is he taking off them two? Like uh, I believe, of
0: fourteen.
1: Yeah, Dorian is five of twenty-six from three on the season now. Mm-hmm. He played twenty-four minutes and made zero shots. Uh, Four Tim
0: turnovers. Yeah. for a non-ball handler he was a negative 32 i mean so was luca
1: so kurt r- running through these names so the mavericks started dorian finney smith tim hardaway jr reggie bullock dwight powell luca Doncic. the nuggets started aaron gordon will barton michael porter jr nikola Jokic, monty morris take away Jokic and take away mm. uh, luca i mean rank the rest of those uh eight players and <laughs> I think the top six are basically going to be all nuggets. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is what happens every single playoff. Uh, every time they play another playoff team, it's always like this. And the only reason the game wasn't a laugher at halftime is because the Mavericks have two players that every contender would be killing to have on their bench, Jalen Brunson and Maxi Kleba. And it's like, I'm so happy that the Mavericks can find guys like these to, to be the sixth and seventh man on your team Because, like, look at the Lakers, like, look at all these other top teams in the NBA, and imagine, like, if they had a Brunson and a Kleba coming off their bench, but then it's like, Christ, man, you can't, but you can't fill out the other four spots in your lineup, in your starting lineup. And it's like, what's the point? Uh, it's crazy. Uh, entering this, all right, Kirk, entering this game, uh, I don't have the stats have not updated. For, for this game but entering this game the Ma- their mavericks players have played 959 minutes in the four games before tonight 131 of those minutes are from people that were not on the roster before this season uh like at a certain point you're you're you can't keep pounding a square peg into a in a round hole and i mean is it scheme i guess like <laughs> There's like, when you look at another team that's struggling, like look at the Lakers and they're, 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 they're not off to the start they want to, but think about what they've done to their roster over the last two years. And the, the parts that have changed and you bring in like a massive shift with Russell Westbrook, trying to figure out how to play him with LeBron James and other high usage. Like there's thing, like you look at that and you go, okay, give that time. Cause they have to assimilate a lot. Yep. The Mavericks aren't assimilating anything. Like Reggie Bullock is the only new player on this roster, and he's literally just a spot up
0: three point shooter. He does not touch the ball. Well, they called he ISOs not- for him. He he's had a well, few yeah. isolations tonight. <laughs> but you know the what? Guy I mean. who, but the guy who had 93% of his baskets assisted last year had yeah. two isolation opportunities tonight. That's not a thing. Like, but this is, you know. People, you know, like one guy, uh, one of the, the the Utah Jazz writers is talking about how, well, the Mavericks are shooting less threes. It's just not true. The Mavericks are shooting a ton of threes. But the difference of the threes and the shot quality, the shot quality is actually going down. And, and part of it is regression of the mean. Like, Dorian is going to come around. Like, he's getting great looks that aren't going in. Hardaway is not getting good looks. Bullock is only getting good looks when he plays with Brunson. You know, Porzingis is, is not playing, obviously, but it's just like part of me wonders if if there's like a huge regression coming to where we're gonna get dunked on for this angry take in and when they we, play some weak teams.
1: No, but, we probably will, but, but what does it matter when we're when in the in the playoff? Like I,
0: I don't care. get to the playoffs, like like yeah. that much has to be clear. Like we keep talking about this team like they're a shoe-in for the playoffs and I am currently seeing a 500 basketball team at best, because when you barely beat three lottery teams and then get blown out by two teams, which I would consider second tier contenders, like probably top, top eight to 10 in the league then I'm not really sure where that places the Mavericks because no. my feeling at the moment is, is not not good, like probably 15 to 20 at best. Mine's not,
1: yeah, mine's not either. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they go on like a run like they did last year because like there's just enough bad teams in the NBA and the Mavericks mm-hmm. can only sink so low because Luca is as good as, you know, Luca is good enough to to, you know, to beat three crummy teams in a sure. row, even when you play like absolute dog ass in the first half of each and every single one of those three games. So, like, but that – my overall point is I just – like, to what end, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, beating a crappy team, salvaging your record – like, the only games I care about is this game and the Atlanta game. The other three games are basically, like, preseason games because that doesn't show me anything. All, like, well, there was no
0: command in any of those three yeah, games.
1: But yeah, there's, and that that doesn't carry over to the playoffs mm-hmm. when you have to play a seven-game series against a good team and you don't get – two games in a row against the Raptors in the middle of a playoff series. Like, I'm sorry. So I don't care what they do against the Raptors. I don't care what they do against the Spurs. Like this isn't, we're not trying to feel out. Like we're trying to feel out and like new coaching, Mm -hmm. but like, let's be honest. Like obviously coaching is having some to do with this mess and they're trying to get used to it, but like coaching shouldn't like players matter more in the NBA than any other league matters way more than coaching than any other league. I think, if you have great players, you can have you know a, a mop with, with hands and and googly eyes on the sideline, and the team would be pretty would still be pretty good. Like that's my general feeling about the NBA. Uh, like I don't think like as bad as Jason Kidd. We might think is a head coach. I'm not convinced that he can be so bad that it, like it's like if the Mavericks fail this season and they're like an under they're a 500 team or they're like an eighth seed or a seventh seed. Yeah, some of that is coaching, but like it's on the like it's players, man. And when you roll out the same lineup of guys since November of 2019, you keep doing it. Like, the league is not stupid. Like, every season, teams change and they look at things and they look at trends and they look at other how other teams are playing. Like, you don't think by now that other teams are like, oh, maybe we shouldn't leave Dorian, maybe we shouldn't cover Dorian Finney Smith tight and we should leave him open. Like, maybe we – oh, maybe we should stick to Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, it's been two years of him being elite. Wow, why would we leave Tim Hardaway Jr. when he's sharing the floor with Dwight Powell and Dorian Finney-Smith and and Maxi Kleba? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they play these same guys over and over again, and I don't give a shit who the coach is. Other teams are going to figure out
0: that these guys just aren't that good. Like, we have. Yep. And 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 the Mavericks are no longer doing the little things which gave them slight statistical advantages over the course of the game. I mean, we can you know lots of Mavs fans like ah Bob Valguarros. You got you know Bob Valguarros is a hundred millionaire guy,s who's, who's contemplating buying his own yacht. He is going to be fine, and he's one of the people who helped install the the boxes on the floor Tim Cato covered this at the early part of the 2019 game to really really emphasize the spacing that spacing has gone away entirely and it just has this cascade effect as the season goes along where teams figure out who they have to guard because they don't you know they're they're slagging off Dorian for example like you just talked about and it's hard to explain this to people who are casual basketball fans And I don't want to talk down to anyone because I'm not the the smartest X's nose guy. But if, you know, like Iztok paints a picture for here's what is happening on the court. And you can see these things and Zach Lowe does the same deal. And you can tell, okay, this is how over the course of the game, the Mavericks are giving up the margins, which made them amazing. And I don't understand it. Actually, I do understand it. It's because the people who are now in charge of the team place less value on that and it's simply incorrect and and i i don't you know we've not even got to, to one of the key things that i wanted to talk about because i've complained about the coaching which i think is probably one of the minor things uh in the in the large scheme of things because it's like you know you can only do so much yeah. as a coach and i've complained about the ownership which is a big thing and will continue to be a big thing because if if he you know we just know enough about him now where people like, it, this is going to become a story, where Mark Cuban is is the problem. It, like, not firing Donnie Nelson for walking out on draft night is insane. And from what I've kind of heard, they actually tried to extend his contract. So then we get to the last point, and this is going to be the one that really pisses people off. Luka Doncic, get your ass in shape.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're going to get called insults, like
0: <laughs> But he looked like a dude who wasn't there. and whatever is is going you know he has succeeded by showing up to games and showing up to the league not in the best shape being able to futz around he's been an all-nba first team or twice he's learned that he can get away with this but unfortunately if all these other margins that we're talking about have been sidelined he's going to have to be a superhuman and right now he is doing some absolutely crazy stuff to me where he is passing out out of good looks early, like really, really good looks. And then he's he's just kind of getting bored and fed up. And and some of the turnovers he's making are a kind of the fact of a player who I simply think is not focused. We've It's game five. We've yet to see a great Luka game. Am I overreacting?
1: No, um, no, I don't think so, especially tonight. You know, this is a game, this is a schedule loss. Even if we love this team, like you're probably gonna lose this game. Uh, but you gotta do more to make it a competitive game. Like you cannot have that third quarter when you're that when you're as good as Luca is, you just can't have it. And there was a sequence that was actually in the first half that really bothered me. Uh it was on the defensive end, and Luca was horrible defensively horrible. tonight. His worst game by far. And there was a possession where Monty Morris, uh, tried to kind of do some, some dribble moves on Reggie Bullock and the Bullock's credit. Uh, he got, he stayed in front of him and he shut him down. He, uh, Morris picks up his dribble uh, near the nail. Uh, so, you know, kind of free throw and extended. And he picks up his dribble, and I feel like there's like ten or nine seconds on the shot clock. So he's picked up his dribble. The Nuggets' possession is completely done. Like they're they're toast. They're staying around. uh, Bullock's all over Morris with the ball, who's picked up his dribble. And all they have uh, the only thing you have to do is just stay with your man. And there's going to be some bailout, you know, long range jumper or or trash shot or turnover or something because the possession's done. Luca just goes to sleep. Like he just stops playing. And yep. PJ Dozier goes, gets an uncontested, clean cut to the rim. Morris finds him. The defense collapsed. Uh, and then Dozier uh, passes it to the corner. And Austin Rivers hits, hits a three as the shot clock's expiring. And it's just like, man, like that. It took the wind out of my sails watching it. And I can't imagine, you know, the players on. If If it does that to me watching, you know, thousand miles away in Dallas what is that like to the guys on the court and And that happened to
0: call him on this no
1: and (laughs) it's (laughs) the offense doesn't look good either and they're gonna
0: be a bottom five team tomorrow morning when you open up and look at the offensive rating
1: the thing with Luca that's really like really making me mad like the defense is one thing because all high usage superstars have possessions like that I just described because they just, you know, they have the ball bunch on the other end and they're usually really good uh, on the other end all the time. And that's, that's Luca, right? The thing that really bothers me this season is on offense where they're clearly doing this weird thing where, like you said earlier, they're just trying to get other guys shots because for some reason, the Mavericks have this narrative in their head that Luca needs to get his teammates more involved. And these other guys are better than we think and they just need more involvement. And it can't just be you know four guys standing around watching Luca yada 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 so it's it's clear that they're they're really committed to doing this. I don't know how long it's gonna last but it, it feels like every first half they just want to give guys shots that don't need shots or at least give them shots in ways that they don't need to get shots like Dorian mm-hmm. does not need to be taking dribble drive contested ten uh, foot floaters uh, I don't care how many reps he gets like I do not want him to do that and the thing that's pissing me off though is because like we said Luca wanted this Luca did mm-hmm. not want Carlisle on the floor anymore and he wanted a happy go lucky feel good time coach who's yeah we're all going to get involved everyone's going to shoot we're all going to do this together we're all going to score all 15 guys are going to play you know they got they got these good vibes going and then you see Luca in a half court possession where he gives up the ball and he looks like a seventh grader who who's in timeout just kind of standing in the corner, not even running, going through the motions. And let's be clear, even if Luca was, like, running hard off the ball in these possessions, I still think it's a bad idea because I still don't want Dorian Finney-Smith taking, you know, contested two-point shots off the dribble. You got to make a fucking effort, man, Like because this is what you wanted. You did not want the Rick Carlisle, you know, you know, hard-ass on your team. You wanted the fun time, happy-go-fun times, good vibes coach. Which the best part
0: about all this is that Rick had, by all accounts, really ceded a ton of control to Luca, to where he was doing things on the floor like that timeout in game six, I think, that, like, really floored Luca against the Clippers. Um, It was a home game, yes, it had to be game six, where, like, Luca lost his mind because the Mavericks got a turnover, and, like, I get wanting to get out of that stuff from Rick, but look at (sighs) what
1: he doesn't look like. He gives a shit on offense when he doesn't have the ball. And for mm -hmm. a guy that was like really wanted to get the coach out of here and wanted something different and is on this leadership council that wants all 15 guys to play. And we all have good times. Then you can't do, you can't do what he's doing when he doesn't have, when he doesn't have the ball in his hand.
0: Nope. It's terrible. It's, it's very, it's Damian Lillard does the same thing and they've never been able to fix it up there because he's the guy. And this, you know, I, I've been I spent a fair amount of the last two days talking about how the Mavericks need to go get Goron, not just because he's Luca's countryman, but because he's somebody who can tell Luka to fuck the fuck up. And I, I, this this is going to be a very challenging first half of the season. I think the Mavericks are going to continue to win in spite of themselves, um, and the games are not going to be fun in the way that we've watched them be in the past. I mean, it's it's. I just don't know. I mean the starters, the 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 plus minus with the starters alone. I can't remember. One of my followers sent me something. It's a guy with the flag in his account. I apologize not remembering. Oh, yeah. The net the
1: net ratings
0: of the the starting lineup. For the starters is horrible. Here it is. Mav starting lineups versus the Spurs have a negative 68.2 net rating negative 11.3 against the Rockets, negative 16.5 against the Raptors, and negative 50 versus the Hawks. Like, that's that's offensive and defensive ratings combined. Like, that's hard. And and mm. that is a team thing, not just I, kid, not yeah. just, like... And I'm like, sorry, Whoa. folks, but you
1: take Dwight Pell out and those numbers aren't improving nope. that much. Nope. I'm sorry. Like, I agree. He should be Since starting roster anymore.
0: Construct- like, that aspect is more. a roster construction thing. Yeah. But, so, you know, people are probably tired of us at this point because it's it's not you know nobody I, one follower. She basically sent me a message the other day where she was just like, "Cut the cut the shit." well they'll
1: probably be they'll probably be like 11 and 7 by next week and people will be telling us how stupid we are so that's probably where we're headed right i I hope so
0: i hope so (laughs) i hope i get a nasty message from people being like because i prefer that i would much rather but it's just it's frustrating like you, you spend your you spend a friday night watching a game like that and it's like why why you know why do you why do we spend our time doing that and then you know what i'll be able to tell is who didn't watch this game at all who comes at us and tells us that we're overreacting and. I just want to know what big points you and I have really been mad about the last several years. My big misses have been uh, Jalen Brunson um, was a really big one in terms of I I wanted to trade it and I was wrong. Um, And past that, I'm really trying to think about something where I was just completely off the mark. I mean, I've been right about Chris Stapps Porzingis who missed his second game out of five. Oh, we didn't even talk about Chris Okay. (laughs) You know, he's got back tightness and I, I I shouldn't be too hard on him because he probably wants to play and the Mavericks are holding him out. But, you know, after the healthiest offseason in Chris Stapp's history, he's already missed two games. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here?
1: Right. And
0: I just I, I'm not really there's probably things I'm not I'm not remembering because everybody really I, I love it when people are like, here's where you're wrong. It's fine. because I have been like I talk a lot. I am sh- I, going to be wrong a lot. But on the big stroke stuff, I'm trying to remember where you and I were wrong. We, we've been right about the roster for three years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought the 2019-2020 team was not going to be as good as it was because it's. But what's funny is that I ended up just shifted it up a couple of years, <laughs> you know, because I didn't think guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. and Finney Smith and Maxie mm-hmm. could, could be consistent three point shooters. They, and
0: they've they've been. And that's what's it's. I, I feel bad. Like I wasn't even mad at Matt, at, at at Dorian. Like the dude is just—he's he, getting asked to do do too much, and he's had some good games, and he's had, he's allowed to have a bad game, but it's just it just feels like these guys are, they're stuck in quicksand, and I'm not sure what to do with that. Like they're yeah. they're they're three and two, and then I, I wonder how confident they feel.
1: I don't know, but it's okay. They got the asshole coach out of there, so so the mm. vibes are good, right? They're, no. they're, everyone's going to be in a good mood in the locker room. We'll just, see. Like, just play 15 guys against Sacramento on Sunday, man. Get them all in the game. Everyone should play. Well, Everyone that daytime
0: afternoon game on a on a <laughs> Sunday um is gonna be really telling. Like <laughs> if they that's lo- pure chaos. The Kings. Yeah. If they lose to the Kings in, in frustrating fashion, then I don't really know how it's gonna go for us here. Um they better win is the, is the short answer. Even if it's an ugly grind out game, because hey, another Kurt, loss,
1: you say they better win. The Kings are three and two. They're looking yeah. a little feisty. Sure. They, sure. They're not a pushover They're not a pushover right now.
0: No, they're quite good. They're, yeah. they're quite interesting. And they've, they even have guys who could afford to play better.
1: Um, and their, two, their two losses were a nine, nine point loss to Utah and a 12 point loss to Golden State. They've beaten Portland. Teams. They've, beaten, they've beaten Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Their only whatever game has been New Orleans, but they still beat them. So yeah. that's well, not we'll going to be, that's not, that's not going to be for anyone thinking that's going to be a game like the Houston game or the San Antonio game in terms of like outmatch, just winning by sheer outmatching your opponent. The Kings are not, you know, I don't know how good they are this year, but they are not for, for right now. They are not the the cakewalk pushover team that we think of, of them as. So. Well guys,
0: it's been Kirk and Josh. We're here on a Friday night. I'm not sure when we're gonna record on Friday. Um Halloween is a weird like there's both Halloween and then the Cowboys night game. Um <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm gonna get any sort of disposi- like like dispensation to record a podcast because my kid is five and halloween is like the greatest day of his life Uh, yeah he
1: he, you're in the you're in the wheelhouse for halloween (laughs) this is the age
0: i really hope that i'm around so i want to watch that game i'm hoping i can talk him into watching it with me which which could be fun but we'll see one of us will be doing something i'm not sure if we'll be doing our normal full coverage but we'll we'll figure something out um i'll be doing a green room after this which i'm sure that's going to be a fucking blast (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> so you got anything else before we peace out uh
1: no let's let's not waste any more time on a game that the mavericks
0: clearly didn't want to spend too much time on either all right josh and kirk mavs Moneyball ball after dark uh i was mad i'm sort of sorry not really everybody have a great weekend